Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we will talk with longtime Bloomington resident Mick Reneisen about his induction into the Monroe County Sports Hall of Fame. We remember Bloomington icon and groundbreaker Viola Talaferro. IU women's basketball is headed to Greece and has a new assistant coach. Thomas Bryant is an NBA champion. We will have our high school scoreboard update and look ahead to the week to what is going on around the state of Indiana. So let's talk sports. And we will start with the city of Bloomington and Indiana University losing a Bloomington icon and groundbreaker in Judge Viola Vi Talaferro, who passed away at age 94. Talaferro and her husband George were trailblazers in every way. George, who passed away in 2018, was the first African-American football player at IU then an administrator, and Vi was the first African-American to serve as magistrate and judge on the Monroe County Circuit Court. The Talaferos, who were married in 1950, will always be one of the most influential couples to ever impact not only Bloomington, but the state of Indiana. Our condolences go out to the Talaferro family. IU Women's Basketball is headed to Greece for its foreign trip. The trip will be Held from August 1st to August 10th, the Hoosiers will play two games and see all the sights. This will be the first time since 2017 that the Hoosiers are heading overseas. IU went to Italy last time and the NCAA rules allow one foreign trip every four years and IU will be allowed to practice 10 days leading up to the trip. Former Indiana University men's basketball player Thomas Bryant is an NBA champion with the Denver Nuggets as they beat the Miami Heat 4-1 to win their first NBA championship. Bryant played two seasons at IU from 2015-17 to and averaged 12.2 points, 6.2 rebounds, and 1.2 blocks per game. Bryant played in just 18 games for the Nuggets this season, averaging 4.6 points and 3.3 rebounds, being traded in February to the Nuggets from the LA Lakers. Bryant briefly played in Game 3 of the NBA Finals this year. Indiana University women's basketball has named Amber Smith as assistant coach. Smith replaces Glenn Blocks, who is now the head coach at Miami of Ohio. Smith spent seven seasons at the University of Kentucky, five as an assistant coach, and two as the director of player development. Smith is from Winter Haven, Florida, and played at the University of Kentucky from 2007 to 2011. She started 109 of 123 games for the Wildcats and was named to the 2008 SEC All-Freshman Team. So welcome assistant coach Amber Smith to Bloomington to join Terry Morin's staff and Hoosier Nation. (laughs) 
High school sports time. Let's check the local high school scoreboard. And this is the final week for the 2022-2023 ISHSAA sports calendar. But don't worry as girls golf will get going for the 2023-24 school year in just over a month. July 31st is the first day for girls golf to start its season in Indiana, but boys golf just finished with the ICA state finals at the Prairie View Golf Club in Carmel. Bloomington South finished fourth with a score of 607, 31 over par. Garen Catholic wins the state title with a score of 589, 13 over par. Westfield was second at 591 and Hamilton Southeastern third at 600. Junior Leo Wessel of Garen Catholic won the individual state title with a score of 138, which was 600 par. Bloomington South Junior Happy Gilmore finished tied for seventh at 144. Bloomington North Senior Jacob Knapp tied for 39th with a score of 156. The ISAA State Baseball Finals were held Friday and Saturday at Victory Field in Indianapolis. In Class 1A, Lafayette Central Catholic beat Bar Reeve 1-0. Central Catholic repeats as the 1A state champion and wins a state record 9th state title. Class 2A, Ileana Christian beats Covenant Christian 3-0. Ileana Christian wins back-to-back state titles in just three seasons of postseason eligibility. Class 3A, Silver Creek beats Andran 4-2. Silver Creek wins its first-ever state baseball title, and Coach Joe Decker retires with 449 wins at the school and 553 overall wins, and it denies Andran a repeat state championship. And in Class 4A, Penn beats Center Grove 2-0. Penn repeats as Class 4A state champion and wins its sixth overall state title. That is a look at our high school scoreboard. When we come back, we will talk with longtime Bloomington resident Mick Reneisen about his induction into the Monroe County Sports Hall of Fame. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jengison on the South Central Indiana News Network. Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. Hi, this is Indiana University softball head coach, Shonda Stanton. You're listening to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. On the South Central Indiana News Network, it is time to welcome in my guest, He will be one of the 10 inductees into the Monroe County Sports Hall of Fame class of 2023, held Friday, July 14th at the Monroe Convention Center. 
Of course, 40-year employee of the city of Bloomington, the now-retired Mick Reneisen is my guest. First of all, Mick, pleasure to have you back on the show. Congratulations on your induction into the Sports Hall of Fame, and thanks for taking the time to join me. Yeah, my pleasure. The Sports Hall of Fame is something that's very dear to me as I was a founding board member, and it's just great to see, after all these years, all the wonderful number of people who have been celebrated their careers. I'm not sure why mine is being celebrated, but it's quite an honor to be added to a list of really phenomenal Monroe County people involved in the field of sports in some way, shape, or form. Well, obviously, you go in as a contributor with your 40-plus years of service to the city of Bloomington, instrumental in bringing so many tournaments, softball tournaments to the city. Of course, your involvement in Parks and Rec, Deputy Mayor, all the impact that you've had. I'm sure when you got that call, a lot of thoughts were going through your mind. So why don't you share kind of your initial reaction to when you found out you were going in? Yeah, well, Kit Klingelhofer called me, a a real good friend of mine, obviously a a board member. Kit and I go back a long way. He actually gave me my first opportunity to do something in IU Athletics, and that was the internal football press box announcer job that Joe Smith had had before Joe moved up into Learfield Sports and worked with Don Fisher for about 40 years after he left, that role he played as an internal football press announcer. And Nick, you've heard me. You know what that job entails. Most people don't. It's kind of an unusual, non-colorful play-by-play that is really part of the statistics function of the game. It's done on a floor, the fifth floor of the press box. Nobody on the outside world hears it. Only the writers and folks that are covering the game are there to hear it. Like I said, it's a very unemotional, although there's times I want to be emotional about uh, good and bad plays. I can't do that. And that led to being an IU basketball statistician. Again, Kit Klinghoffer asked me to do that shortly after doing the football press box announcing. And that uh, that's led to 40 years on the bench of doing men's basketball. And lately in the last five years, uh, also the women's basketball program, which has been a joy to watch as they have had nothing but success. Now, those are two great opportunities and two dear friends, Joe Smith, Kit Klinghoffer, uh, both board members, one of them a Hall of Fame member already, Joe. Really, I'm indebted to them for allowing me to get a start in something that I've still enjoyed to this day. And, you know, you talk about the internal press box announcer, which I never knew existed until the first time I was up there in the press box two years ago. And and I looked at a guy and I thought, did we get a new announcer? And it's like, oh, wait a minute. They have a guy that actually announces in the booth and that's you. So it has been a pleasure. And, of course, I'm always reminded by you every game not to cheer so that could be hard that was hard the first time I will admit that but I've definitely gotten adjusted to that now being on the other side of things of course you talked about your original board member of the hall of fame 2011 it it gets going and now it, it is it is just going stronger and stronger each year course i'm on the board now i joined in september i i'm sure that when july 14th comes it, it's going to probably be a little different for you actually going up to have to give the speeches to instead of being on the board and greeting everybody and, and all that stuff yeah it's always hard to for me and i'm a person who spoke publicly for 40 years of my career but it, it it's it's never easy when it's about you that you're trying to acknowledge the many people that helped get you whatever success you're being honored for. And in this case, it'll be hard for me to not get emotional about that when the time comes to speak 
about all the people who've supported me and helped get me to where I am today. So it was a lot more enjoyable in some ways, welcoming all the other people and watching them go through the emotional parts of their speeches. And, and I think, Nick, one of the things that's been so gratifying when I was a board member, I'm obviously not, uh, haven't been for about eight years or so now, was the tremendous amount of support shown by sports enthusiasts who come to this banquet. And while there may be 10 of us inducted this year and we'll all bring a table of 10, there's a hundred. There's another couple hundred people that are going to come to this that are maybe former Sports Hall of Fame members who have already been inducted or just folks who like Monroe County's sports environment and want to celebrate the, the tremendous amount of successful athletes and contributors we've had here in our county. I, I was just stunned when we had our first meeting to try to decide who to put in our inaugural group of inductees of the tremendous amount of outstanding. It was like seven Olympians from this county that we honored in the early years. And that's just the beginning. You know, so many great athletes and coaches and others who've made Monroe County sports such a great, such a great environment for, for the future. We're looking forward to obviously many more of these in the future. There are plenty more people to celebrate that have great sports careers. And I will tell you, it does not get any easier as the years go on. It was definitely a lot of back and forth, a lot of debate, a lot of people being considered. And I look at it as like the NCAA tournament selection committee trying to figure out who's in, who's out and everything else. So it was a process, but it was a fun process to be a part of. And of course, as you mentioned, I've also been to every banquet. So looking forward to this for the first time as a board member. Of course, you know, 10-person class, J.T. Young, Paul Young, wrestlers from South, Garrett Butcher, of course, Monroe County's all-time leading scorer from Edgewood in basketball, Ben Chapel from Bloomington South and IU, Dan Burton, and, of course, Rachel Deloney from North, along with Janine Butler, Georgia Tid, and Bud Damon all make up this class. I'm sure that you have something to say great about all those people that you're going to be joining in that Hall of Fame. Well, every one of them to me is a person that I knew about or interacted with in my career at Parks and Recreation as director or uh, Joe Smith and I worked as a, uh, he's obviously the play-by-play guy for high school sports in the area. And I was his color analyst and statistician for about a decade. And so these are people either I've covered or watched play or were administrators that I worked with in my role at Parks and Recreation. I got a tremendous amount of respect for all the people going in. None of the statistics you're going to ever read about me are the reason I'm going into the Hall of Fame, right? This is not about mix, uh, just good enough to make teams athletic career. This, this is an entirely different kind of recognition, much appreciated, just not on the same playing level, no pun intended, of all these wonderful athletes and coaches who have amassed a you know, incredible records and and done things that I certainly was never capable of as a sports participant. Do you have your speech prepared or have you thought about what you're planning to say yet? Is that going to come in the final moments before July 14th? So I have written something. It will get edited and modified numerous times, uh, as is the way I usually do it. I'm debating whether to to go from a script or just speak without one. I'll let you know come the evening of the banquet which way I've decided to go. There's pros and cons to both sides, but uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm certainly again want to be respectful and appreciative of. I'm definitely going to acknowledge all the other inductees and uh, and of course your board and the members of the board who have worked at this so hard to get it going. 
2011, some of the founding members who got this going, and I was lucky enough to be part of it and celebrate all the other wonderful athletes and coaches. But I'm not quite sure which way my speech is going to go yet. I was teasing Joe Smith last night. I said, you might be in it. You might not be in it yet. I don't know. It's kind of hard to leave Joe and Kit out for the reasons I just mentioned at the very beginning of the program. They really gave me a start into something I never thought I'd get a chance to do. And that's, uh, you know, the, the world of IU athletics and having a front row seat to that for 40 years now or a press row seat. And uh, the press box is even a, and also a different experience, as, as you now know, from being up there for a while. As you mentioned, Joe Smith and Kit Klingelhofer, of course, February 21st was the announcement show for the Hall of Fame on WGCL at Avers Public House. You were there to join Joe and Kit along with Garrett Butcher, Dan Burton, and of course, uh, Ben Chappell's parents were in attendance and got to be on the radio with those guys. It was probably like just sitting back at the table one time, just saying hi to those guys, you know, being with those guys, except it was on air. I'm sure that was a fun moment for you as as we made the official announcement about everyone going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, I, I don't get to spend as much time with Joe and Kit as, as we used to. We used to spend uh, a lot more time when we were working together in various ways. And, you know, they both retired before I did. They're a little older than me. Kit and I used to play golf every Saturday together with a bunch of other people. And we would talk, of course, about sports and IU athletics, like a lot of people do in our community. And same with Joe. So it, it was great to spend some time with them, always is. And, and the other athletes that happened to be there, I know Dan Burton a little bit pole vaulter, a world-class pole vaulter, and have worked with him post his athletic career as he's managed a couple of the hotel properties in Bloomington and saw Ben Chappell's dad. I don't think Ben was there that night, but his dad was there. And, you know, it's just great to relive some of the memories and remembering watching those great athletes play uh, or do their, do their thing uh, individually. You know, those are memories you just, you just hold on to. Well, we're going to take a quick break when we come back more with Mick Reneisen after this quick timeout. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Did you know that 1 in 59 people are diagnosed with autism and 78% of them also have a co-occurring mental health condition? This is why the world should pay more attention to autism if you know nothing about autism and it's time to be educated about this extremely significant topic. Everyone should have at least a tiny bit of knowledge about this topic so people like me can be in society just like you. Be part of the solution by visiting AutismRocksAndRolls.com. There you will find important information as well as a link to my podcast. Check out AutismRocksAndRolls.com. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Hey, this is Bloomington's own Emily Eman from the Big Ten Network, and I listen to Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. My guest, Mick Reneisen, 2023 at Monroe County Sports Hall of Fame inductee. Of course, Mick, we're talking about the upcoming banquet July 14th. One of the big things, of course, as you know, being an original board member was the Scholar Athletes Award that go to one 
male and one female from Bloomington North, Bloomington South, and Edgewood. Of course, that is still growing strong. We honored those athletes earlier in the month, of course, is now college commitments get in the way and it's hard for them to get back. Yeah, that's a great thing that we're doing for young people. I'm glad that has been sustained and even grown a bit so that the, the monetary awards for the, the student athletes can reflect a little bit more contribution to helping them offset the costs of going to college. Not all of them are going to be you know, able to play the sport at a high enough level to earn a scholarship. And those that do still can use some, you know, some additional resources and uh, I'm just thrilled that the Hall of Fame has continued to be able to provide those resources and honor those athletes locally. Now, one of the things that you've been, of course, involved in as your time from Parks and Rec is the development of all the great facilities around the city of Bloomington, like Twin Lakes Rec Center and the softball fields, not to mention Winslow as well. And that that was instrumental in bringing all these big time softball tournaments to Bloomington. Yeah, Nick, that was really one of the most rewarding parts of my career in parks and recreation is Winslow was there and it was being used for some Babe Ruth regional and state tournaments. Twin Lakes didn't exist until 1992 and 93. And, and that was designed specifically to just not only accommodate the sports growth, softball growth at the time, but also to national standards so we could attract state, regional, and national championships for, for helping our economy, our tourism economy, grow in the summer when all the IU students are gone. And, and last time I checked, we had had something like 35 national softball tournaments since Twin Lakes opened. Many years, we had more than one. And each of those tournaments, on average, generated about a million dollars of economic impact. So somewhere in the neighborhood of $35 million of economic impact. Not direct revenue to the Parks Department, mind you, but spread out to the hotels and retail establishments, restaurants and businesses. And that's what we wanted to do. So I'm just really pleased that that has has happened when it did, when the sport was really growing. Uh, We obviously bought Twin Lakes Rec Center, which was called the Sportsplex, and did the same kind of business model there, which was to use the five courts and the indoor soccer facility to attract state, regional, and when we could, you know, national events. It's not quite able to do the national events, but it's certainly has been able to host some of the others um, and they, and they use it for all kinds of things. And it also, and, and this is the great part about all these facilities, they get used by local people all the time. So we have really high class facilities that local people get to use and that also benefit the economy of our community. So that, that was really cool. And then I, I think a project that probably not many people think about, except me as a retiree, um, I play a lot of golf and love the sport and, we were able to expand Cascades by nine holes during my tenure as well. And that's allowed us to have a whole lot of junior events. And it's not a kind of a facility like I, I use foul course. It's going to attract uh, the state amateur, which is going to be held at IU in a week and, you know, other bigger events, but that's okay. It, it serves a purpose. It does bring junior events in and kids from all over. And mainly I just like to see people learn how to play a lifetime sport. So uh, that makes me very proud of the time I spent in parks and all the great people in parks that I've worked with that helped make those facilities possible. That includes elected officials. And there's a whole lot of people that have to say yes before before you go build those multi-million dollar assets. And fortunately, our community is very supportive of those. And I, I think they've served our community well. And I'm proud of that. And before the Hall of Fame banquet, of course, is the annual Monroe County Sports Hall of Fame golf scramble at Cascades. Are, are you going to participate this year? 
Why, of course I am. And I've got, I've got a good friend of mine, another original board member, Jim Murphy, uh, is going to join me. He just recently retired and my two son-in-laws are going to join me. So looking forward to uh, seeing how, uh, how competitive we'll be with, with the rest of the field, but mainly just, um, again, it'll give us a chance to, to interact with other inductees and other people I'm sure I'll know and many board members who are playing in it like Kit and Mark Deal and other people I know on the board that are golfers that I see from time to time. Yeah, I know Lance Ringler is the, the leader of that tournament and organizes it very well. And I know that they're, they're hard working, hard, hard at work getting that ready to go. Uh, one thing that I wanted to touch on, of course, is the fact that the Monroe County Sports Hall of Fame had to get legalized and do all that. And one of the people that was heavily involved in that was Viola Viatalaferro, who just passed away. Uh, you told me before that she and her husband, George, of course, legendary IU football player, trailblazer and an inductee himself, were your neighbors for 13 years. I know that the city of Bloomington, IU, everybody around Monroe County is uh, mourning the loss of Vi. Just wanted to get your thoughts and share some memories of her. Yeah, those are two just solid rock of the earth people. And I was lucky enough to spend some time with each of them. George is an avid golfer. And when we lived near them in the same neighborhood, if you know where the roundabout at Winslow High and Roger Street is, that's a roundabout today. But the Talaferos lived in the house. It's just right next to that. When there wasn't a roundabout, George had created this little chipping, like an 80 or 90 yard pitch shot you could make. And, and one day I asked him, because I'm an avid golfer too, I said, George, do you mind if I hit balls down there with you? And he goes, absolutely not. Come down anytime you want. And he would give me less, you know, little lessons and chipping lessons. And, and it was just fantastic to, you know, here's a guy who set so many records and broke so many barriers in his life just as down to earth as you can imagine. Now his wife Vi and I, we have a history too, in that she was one of my parks board members. I want to say somewhere between eight and 10 years, she was on our parks board. That that woman cared deeply about children and would do anything to make sure that children had a chance to, to have a successful life. That's what she did. She was a judge in, in juvenile court and she was a tough judge but a fair judge. And she meant the best for the, the people that passed before her in her courtroom. And she was the same way as a board member. If she had a disagreement about something, she would, she would respectfully tell you what it was, but it's pretty direct. And you knew where she stood. And, you know, she was an important asset to us because of her thoughtfulness. And she's just really smart too, right? You know, this is, this is a woman who's also braved a lot of barriers in her life to get to where she was. But she, yeah, she, she voluntarily contributed her time and knowledge to help us get started at the Monroe County Sports Hall of Fame board legally with registering with the state and becoming the LLC and doing the bylaws and all that. She just, just did it. You know, she didn't want credit for it. She just, that was, just, that was Vi, you know, tough, but fair and absolutely giving of her time if you ask her. So just, just two wonderful, wonderful people. I'm glad our lives intersected. And two of the most respected people not only in Bloomington, Monroe County, IU, just everywhere in general, and they will be surely missed, that is for sure. Of course, you, you're on the stat crew for IU Athletics. J.D. Campbell, who's the media relations director for the men's team, announced that he is stepping away. I know that you and J.D. interact a lot, and I know he's had some health problems, but obviously what a run he's had, and now now you're going to give him some pointers on retired life, right? <laughs> well, 
you know, I, I would, I, everybody I know that's retired said they knew when they were ready. So I'm sure JD knew when he was ready. A 37 year career and, and what he does, the time it takes you away from your family, the road trips, the stuff that sounds glamorous when you're a young SID, a sports information director or media relations director. Yeah, it's not so fun when you've done it, you know, for your 37th year. And Kit Klingelhofer, his predecessor, same way, right? Those, I knew Kit's schedule and I talked to him a ton just just uh, just as I talked to JD. And those are grueling things. They sound glamorous until you're the one who has to do it and has to plan and deal with the coaches when they lose and the, you know, the media people who are constantly asking questions and demanding certain things from you that sometimes you just can't deliver. So much respect to JD. I'm happy for him that he's retiring. I, I hope he gets a chance to do what he wants to do now, whatever that might be. Yes, absolutely. Congrats to J.D. Campbell on his retirement and best of luck. Well, Mick, thank you very much for the time. Congratulations again on your induction into the Monroe County Sports Hall of Fame. July 14th, we will see you at Convention Center downtown Bloomington with you and the other nine inductees. And again, thank you for the time. I appreciate you joining me. Nick, my pleasure. Thank you very much. It's humbling to be an inductee in this year's class, and I, I really am appreciative. Thank you for your role now as a board member and to the rest of the board for considering me worthy of an honor that I'm not so sure that, that I deserve, but I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there. My thanks to Mick Randheisen for being my guest this week. Looking around the state of Indiana, the third and final week of the Bloomington High School Basketball Summer League is going on right now at the Twin Lakes Rec Center. Eight girls games and 12 boys games on five courts. Wednesday from 5 to 10 p.m., there are four girls games and 21 boys games on five courts. The Bloomington Speedway will be in action Friday night. Pits open at 4 o'clock, gates at 5, hot laps at 6, racing at 7. Friday night's action will have 410 non-wing sprints, dirt car, UMP modified super stocks, and Hornets. The Indianapolis Indians host the Columbus Clippers tomorrow through Sunday at Victory Field. The Indiana Fever on the road this week, Thursday at Seattle, 10 o'clock, Saturday at Las Vegas at 9. The Indy 11 women's soccer team will travel to Lexington SC Thursday at 7 o'clock. The game can be seen on 11 sports. The Indy 11 men's soccer team will travel to Hartford Athletic on Saturday at 7 o'clock, and the game can be seen on ESPN+. The Indiana North-South High School Softball All-Star Doubleheader will be held Saturday afternoon at Andy Moore Field on the IU campus. In between games, they will announce the 2023 Indiana Miss Softball Award winner. Thank you for joining us this evening, and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkinson. Join us throughout the week on social media and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports. was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.